Hey, Jonathan. What's up, Micah? This interview is going to be so yummy today. I just have the feeling. Yes, I am really looking forward to it. That is literally a double entendre. Because <laughs> it's going to be both yummy and you're already drooling and you just ate. Oh, yeah. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Anyways, before we get into our interview, let's fire up the show. Let's do it. It's t- t- time for another Common Sense Conversation. You're listening to The Common Sense Show. If you've just started a new business, or if you're just thinking about it, this podcast is for you. Micah Logan and Jonathan Neves have over 20 years of combined experience as successful entrepreneurs. The advice on this show is what they've used to build their businesses from single-member organizations to over multi-millions in revenue and multi-unit operations. Here are your hosts, Micah Logan and Jonathan Neves. Welcome to episode 45 of the Common Sense Show. I'm Micah. I'm Jonathan. And we're just two common guys with business sense. Um, so Jonathan, can you tell the audience where they can find us on social media? Sure. We have facebook.com slash the common sense podcast. Instagram. At the common sense podcast. Twitter. At sense podcast. That's C-E-N-T-S podcast. And our show email. Is info at the common sense podcast.com. Now we're going to read this, but... I'm not sure (laughs) if this event is going to happen because of coronavirus. But, anyways, I was thinking the same. I feel uncomfortable reading this. But join us at Boston Small Business Expo on Tuesday, April seventh? Question mark at the George Sherman Union Building at Boston University. Yes, with your bottles of bleach, it's free to attend. There's going to be over 20 free business workshops, speed networking, exhibitors, and keynotes from leading industry experts. Yes. Remember, Boston Small Business Expo is free. That's free 99 to attend on Tuesday, April 7th at the George Sherman Union Building at Boston University. Register online at thesmallbusinessexpo.com. That's T-H-E, Small Business Expo. Dot com. Jonathan, today, episode 45, is a common sense conversation. Yes. And we're excited. Yes. I don't think, so we had George McAfee, yes. uh, George, John McAfee on, right? Yeah. And, you know, he sent a millionaire, sold his company for tons of money. We've had some, some um, interesting guests, but you always say this is my favorite interview. This is the next interview we have. I think this is literally your eyes are dancing right now. Oh yeah, I'm gonna look. Listen, man, I love food. I'm a foodie. Yeah. So this is right in my house. <laughs> it is. So common sense episode 45 is a common sense conversation. Common sense conversations is a feature that we have where we interview small business owners, small business advisors, and gurus who are looking to share stories, expertise, and common sense business practices with our listeners. And today. On our show, we have Brooke Coleman, Chef B, from Dayton, Ohio. She owns a company called Stuffed Enough. It's uh, located at 2901 North Dixie Drive in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Chef B, welcome to the pro- program. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, your energy is infectious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm happy to hear that. 
Um, and so, um, yeah, so we're going to get started. Um, but before we get started, tell us, um, we, we found your story in Black Enterprise Magazine. Well, I found it in Black Enterprise Magazine. It was in other places as well. Um, and um, But your, your story is, like, so amazing. Um, and I just have a million questions. Jonathan is literally just worried about the food. I'm worried about the business part. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure we can combine them both. Into into something that is going to be awesome. But can you um start by telling us how long you've been in business? Yes, I have been in business since December thirteenth officially. Okay, September thirteenth, twenty nineteen, right? No, December. Oh, December nineteenth. Um, yes, twenty nineteen. So we're looking at what December, January, February. Yeah, just a few months. That's cool. Yeah. And um. And what was it like kind of just getting started um, for you? Um, it was very rough. It was not easy at all, um, especially all the time that it consumed um, throughout my life because I am a mother of three boys. So it was not easy at all. Um, but I did manage to get through it. Um, and everything ended up working out just fine. Yeah. And and obviously we know um, how much energy that requires. I have a. I have two kids. Jonathan just had a new baby. We didn't tell you that. Um, awesome. the show, but he just had one like three days ago. How long has it been? Uh, three weeks. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you're but you're a single mom, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. So even pre- even even more, more work. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, kudos to you. I want to know. Thank like, you. How, like, I mean, we'll get more into the background kind of before all this. Are you going to spoil this whole thing right now? No, I just I want to know the story. Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I want to know the story. So, um, so Brooke, yeah, take us through your story. Okay, from the top of my background and everything else? Yeah, we want to hear it all. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I a originally... a stormy I, night. basically (laughs) but no so you know i'm actually i was born in dayton ohio but right after i was born my mom had moved us to columbus so we had stayed there um for years i was basically raised in columbus um i literally just moved back here probably up to about six maybe six and a half a little bit more years ago um, I was actually bamboozled <laughs> by my mom and, um, I wasn't supposed to be down here like at all, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, my past story, I was a little bit off the charts in my past. Um, I was not, you know, always walking a straight arrow, you know, I've definitely been through some things in and out of school, dropped out of school, ended up getting a, um, a GED and then going over to Sinclair. However, when my mom had moved here, she had got, um, basically she eloped. And so, um, she, we had both came down here. I had one son, which was Zion and he was probably about two at the time. And, um, she was, was just kind of like, and not to talk down on my mom, you know, I love her, but she was just like, well, I'm getting married to this guy. No, she said, I did get married to this guy. We didn't meet him or anything to know he was. And, um, she had basically ended up just coming down here and living. But at the time I was living with my mother. 
So that left me kind of like, okay, well, what am I going to do? So my mm. mom was like my best friend, you know, and she she passed away totally unexpected um, in 2017 in December. So, you know, to not have her anymore is like very, like that was one of the darkest places in my life. Um, uh, yes, but it also taught me how to grow up. It taught me how to grow up completely because, you know, my mom was always scraping up change for me to feed me and my child and always giving me a shelter over my head. You know what I'm saying? So um, when we did end up coming down here, um, I ended up going to, I first stayed with my dad, didn't get along with his wife, tried to <laughs> uphold a one-bedroom apartment. That didn't work. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to just have to go to a shelter because there is no way that I can go back to my mom's house or to my dad's house or anybody else's house. So I'm going to do this by myself. So I had ended up, you know, having my son, I had ended up getting pregnant um, around the same time. And we had ended up in a shelter. And we stayed there for about three months. And um, they had ended up this company called Homeful, or organization called Homeful, had got us in a one-bedroom apartment, I mean, a two-bedroom apartment. And I had had my second child, which was a boy as well. Um, they had helped me to the point where they just they only wanted me to pay $25 a month. And they pay all of my back balances, like dealing with my DPNL, stuff like that that I've ever had, well, my electric and, and gas or whatever. And so they had basically put me in a position to win. So it was like, either you're going to win or you're going to sink. Which one are you going to do? So, you know, I end up, i always been a hard worker, you know, regardless of where I was at in my life and working at factories or restaurants or whatever it was, I just did not not want to work. But everything that I was making, I was making to spend on my bills or my child or, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So they gave me six months to move out of the apartment. I had end up, um, I did it in literally four months. I had got me a house. You know, I started, you know, going to school. So I was getting help with financial aid as well as taking care of my business when it comes to school. And, you know, I was just, you know, paying up my rent, doing what I had to do. And I'm just like, at the time, I was doing hair. I was doing hair in my house. <laughs> like, mm. you know, I always had some type of hustle. I was not going to tell my child that we're going back to the shelter. I was right. not going to do that. So whatever it took, I had to do it. So I had ended up going to, I had ended up going to um, the, um, I had ended up, you know, working or whatever, having hair appointments at my house at the time and going to school at the same time. So everything was, you know, looking great. But out the blue, I've always like my family was always invested in the food industry. My uncle had and my aunt had their food business. My dad had a little tiki hut like but we always liked to cook. So <laughs> one day I had just stopped and I. I called all of my customers that I did their hair and I was just like, so. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to, you know, pursue my dreams with becoming a chef and we'll see what happens. So they were just like, oh, okay, well, hope it goes good for you. Left it at that. So I went to school full time, paying attention to everything that I needed to do with that. Um, I was, um, I had ended up um, finishing the program, but before I even finished the program, even when I first started, I had started selling food out of my house. Like, like I know, like, I'm just real. I'm going to be honest, <laughs> you know, so mm -hmm. I started selling food out of my house and I was making stuffed burgers in Dayton, Ohio. And like, that's what originally put me on the map. 
you know, so it was the burgers. So I'm like, okay. So then I started doing different things like, um, soul food meals and stuff like that and everybody loved my food so everybody was coming to get me my house looked like a club parking lot or something (laughs) you know (laughs) it was it was bananas and i was the only one like yeah Yeah, the cover charge to get in there too to get the food okay (laughs) but yeah so you know i did that but my life was like it was not easy at all like I've went through a lot of stuff heartbreaking stuff like if I could write a book you know what I'm saying it'll probably be bestseller or something <laughs> or a movie <laughs> but um definitely went through some things so um from there I just never looked back like I just you know everybody was you know I was the hype of the city you know you had some complaints you know here and there but as I kept on working hard working hard sometimes I wanted to quit when my mom died I really didn't feel like I wanted to do it but she the last thing like she told me literally was like do not give up do not quit what you're doing just keep on going and Every time I get tired, I think about that. Every time I think about how it was at the shelter or being homeless and without and not really being able to, your your family not really help you on that level, you know what I'm saying? Which it's okay, like, because you got to grow up sometime. What, you 20, 23, 24 years old and you're going through this, but you also got kids. It's nobody's fault but yours. And I think a lot of people make mistakes and they blame everyone else for how their life is going. You know what I'm saying? And I think that if you put that to the side, you stay focused, stay determined, figure out what you want to do, write it down and get it done. Hey, ain't nothing going to stop you. So I think that that's my, it ain't no secret to that. That's just life. You know what I mean? Mm So that's basically, yeah. (laughs) That's, that is quite the story. I want to know. Did your neighbors complain because there was no parking when they went home? <laughs> no, they did not complain. They did not complain. Not one bit. <laughs> wow, you got fortunate. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, that, it's funny. Even um, Jeff Bezos, man, he started out his garage in his house, so you never know. This might be one of those. Oh wow! Things. Yeah, absolutely. You see, like a hundred. Uh, Stuffed enough franchises around the country. It's like, hey, sorry, late night at the crib. <laughs> right. So, yep. so now, now you have a um, you have a, a full restaurant, right? Is that right? Yes, I do have a full operating restaurant. And that was open in December. So when you when you're saying that you started your business, you mean the brick and mortar uh, restaurant? Um, sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah. So when you started your when you said you started your business, do you mean the actual brick and mortar restaurant? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about the actual. You know what I'm saying? Building that I have now, like right. the grand opening date. But my mm-hmm. the catering, um, and me selling food like that happened. I want to say about four years ago. Oh, okay. So let me ask you a question because you know obviously. You, you, you had the, the stuffed burgers and the stuffed ideas uh, before your company stuffed enough, I'm, I'm assuming, right? It sounds like that you started that before beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't have as much as what I have now because, like, once I had, you know, knew that I was doing a full operating restaurant, I sat down, you know, I went over my menu and I went over it, over it, over it, and I wanted to add this. I wanted to take that away. I wanted to add this, you know, so... Mm-hmm. 
at the end of the day, you know, it was a lot, you know what I'm saying? But, um, I basically had in the, at first, like when I first started stepping up, I really wanted to be t- uh, turkey burgers only. And mm. I was just like, okay, well, everybody eats all different types of meat, you know, sure. so just have these options available as well. The breakfast stuffed burgers, like, no, <laughs> I didn't have that at all mm. until I thought about it for the restaurant and wrote that down as a menu as well. But I think what sets me aside is that the, it's just not the fact that I stuff almost everything. It's the fact that it's fully customizable. Mm. And with the breakfast, you're able to pick your own, you're, you're able to choose your own buns for your breakfast. Wow. <laughs> waffles, waffles, French toast or pancakes, everything in between there. Like you can stuff it with hash browns, eggs, fried chicken. Like the list goes on and on. You know what I mean? So, and that's like the same <laughs> with the burgers. What is he doing? You should see what he's doing to this microphone in here. He's just like, I knew it was him. Yeah, you know it is. I'm getting aggravated. We live in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. And, um, you know, in Boston's defense, we do have really good food here. But the soul food's a little lacking. Yeah, the soul food definitely is lacking. Oh, man. So I need to come. Down there, right? Cause y'all gonna book me for a personal suffers. Oh, you know we are. Okay. Soft spot. Not even so much for that, but for like original ideas. Like I just love stuff that you just can't get. Right. You know, here, for instance, we'll have a lot of delicatessens, and you'll go in, and it's like, oh, okay, you can get a Reuben. Oh, okay, you can get a cute. You know, cute. <laughs> Did you just say delicatessen? <laughs> <laughs> You mean Delhi? Where did the inspiration come up with this idea? Well, y'all wouldn't need me if I told you this. So, okay, so obviously I had a child. (laughs) And um, in Columbus, where his dad lives, I was actually making um, the burgers for him. and, And... I like had this idea because he loved turkey burgers. So I was just like, okay, well, let me just play around and try this. I love to cook. So, you know, I ended up, you know, sauteing his onions and stuff like that, making them two burgers and then just putting everything in between something like how I did here. And he like literally got on one knee after he ate it. (laughs) So I knew. (laughs) So what you're saying is, so, is that you got yeah. some America after one meal, is what you're saying. Yes, yeah, but I ain't do it. I ain't do it. <laughs> I was just like, you better eat that burger. <laughs> yeah, like, so, yeah, well, I don't know what you're going to do, because I'm out of here after you eat that. So. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that's amazing. So, like, there's so many questions. Okay, so... the. Jonathan and I are both fascinated with with adversity quotient. So one of the things that we talk about on the podcast is that the common correlator of success between successful small business owners and entrepreneurs is what's called adversity quotient, your ability to survive the hardest times. So it's not intelligent. It's not um, It's not like you go with the silver spoon in your mouth, nothing like that. It's nothing like that. We got some company with us. Um, it's the um, the ability to survive, you know, a hard time. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. It's breaking up just a little bit. I'm sorry. 
Okay. No, it's all right. We just, we thought that people will come to get you. Um, <laughs> so so it's the ability to to survive really really hard times, which is the number one correlator of success for small business owners. So you said that your mom was a big inspiration for you, but I mean, yeah. You no, know, fair to say you didn't have any finances. You didn't. You you barely had a support system. All you really had was yourself. Like, how were you able to continue to convince yourself? that you were on the right track, even when things seemed like they were the hardest? To be, be honest with you, and I am a strong believer. And because of that, um, I've been through so many struggles, you know, without my life. And I've he's always carried me through. So mm-hmm. with that being said, I knew that I was going to be okay. I didn't know how. I didn't know what. But I also... I believe in myself. I believe that I can do it. I just keep running with the wind. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Can you hear us? I'm not perfect. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, breaking up a little bit. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay, so I don't know what's what's the last thing you heard me say. You're a strong believer in God, you said? Yeah. And yeah, I definitely am. Carried you, you felt like he carried you through. Yep. And I definitely feel like he carries me through. And I step out on faith a lot of the times. And once I do that, like I never look back. Even when I fall, I get straight back up and keep it going. So without any finances or anything, you know, um, something has always came through for me. And I didn't have to ask for money. I didn't have to have my hand held out and beg people for certain things. I just waited. Right. I waited until it came. And then I and I kept on working hard, you know what I'm saying, to get what I needed. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Your your ability to work hard is is not an understatement. Everything you did is impressive. Yeah, it's definitely self evident. Thank and, you. You know, and what you've accomplished. And yeah, just keep hustling too. You know, sometimes entrepreneurs we can we can kind of get on and you know, you're saying like things going viral and it might be like, man, you know, I made it, you know? Right. Uh, just keep grinding. Keep that day one hustle going inside you. Don't Absolutely. Because I, like I said, I, I'm looking for it. You need to get it stuffed enough in Boston, Massachusetts. Man, talk, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> we, know you, we know you got people now. You're all famous. Yeah, yeah. But all like that. I might be famous, but... You know, I'm going to just wait for it. I've been asked to open one in Toledo and um, Akron. I've been asked to open one in Columbus. Um, and it was somewhere else that I was asked to open one. But I don't have that capital behind me. So mm-hmm. everything that I am doing is literally coming out of my own pockets. I don't have no loans. I don't have millions of dollars. Like, I don't have none of that. <laughs> you All know right. what I'm saying? Right, I'm yeah. also not broke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time... I don't have that behind me. You know what I'm saying? Just yet. So it's literally just me doing everything. And I'm not going to ask for nothing. I'm not going to, you know, people say, you don't ask if you don't receive or something like that. But I don't necessarily believe in that. I believe in waiting yep. to see what happens and to keep on working hard for what you want. So so you mentioned something about capital because now we get into nuts and bolts, which is my specialty. I like this part. But, <laughs> yes. um, you know, so a lot of people out there are like you. They may be single mothers. They may be single fathers. They may be um, laid off. 
have no no work, no job. Maybe they're listening to this and they know somebody like that in that situation, right. and they have very little money. How is it that you were able to go from having little money um, and essentially homeless, or actually homeless, and to actually getting an, up enough capital and money to even to accomplish the first phase, like opening the doors, getting inventory? Because restaurants are about inventory, uh, equipment. Um, and you just restock inventory. Like you can't just make a chicken sandwich once. You got to keep making it, right? Right. So like, absolutely. Like how did you how did you even build your initial capital for that from the beginning? Well, originally, um, I ha- ended up having at the time where I was at my house selling food, um, and this guy was coming to get food for me like every single day. And because I have been through it in the food industry, and I've tried so many times to get where I'm at, and then I fail, but I never stop. And I just kept on going. And then, you know, I he started asking me, like, hey, did you would you like to open up a restaurant and I'll help you or whatever? And at first I was just like, nah, I'm cool. Like, I don't I don't have that to do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So on certain things, like when it, it took to, you know, get in the building, which was seventeen hundred dollars and right. um and then plus a so the security and then the first months of the building and mm-hmm. then the the groceries. And stuff like that. And little odds and ends he had helped me with. But for the most part, everything else I had to do. You know what I'm saying? With my own funds, which was fine. So, you know, after... And I have not told anybody this story. This is something that, you know what I'm saying, that you guys hear first from me. All right. We get breaking news here. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But he had ended up, um, you know, helping me. Like, And I was just... At first, I told him, no, like, I'm straight. I'm cool. I don't want to deal with nobody, you know what I'm saying, or anything like that. I've been just doing myself. So he just kept coming back, ordering a lot of food, you know, basically probably trying to see if it was consistent. I don't know. So he had always asked me every time that he had got it. So this final time, I was just like, you know what? Forget it. Let's just go ahead and do it. Like, we're going to have to sit down. We're going to have to talk numbers. We're going to have to figure out, you know what I'm saying, what's what. And every single time, even me being blind by it, like this will never happen again, you know, but he had ended up, you know, paying for me to get my foot in the door and everything else. Um, the day of the grand opening, he stayed in the in the restaurant the entire day and like just trying to pull money out the drawer and everything else. And he had ended up after Dayton Daily News came and he seen that the story went viral, he had ended up coming back with a contract stating that I owe him $7,000, no, like $6,000 plus um, he wants 40% of my, no, 50% of my company, like forever. What? And I was just like, I say, yeah, you about lost your mind. Cause I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a female, you know, I'm young, uh-huh. but at the same time, that's where you got it twisted at because I'm not stupid, you right. know? And he was just like, um, oh, nah, you making all this money. Uh, uh, why would I just want to invest some money? You knew something was coming. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to give you back the money that you gave me. Now, I could have gave you a little bit extra. But you talking about you want 50% of my business, that's never going to happen. Like, and especially if that's something that we didn't ever talk about at first. We didn't have no contracts. We didn't have nothing. You just came out the blue after you figured out what I was making, right. you know, or, and all of that. And that the story went viral and everything else. Like, that's not okay. So, mm. no, that's um, not okay. That's unethical. Yeah, it is. So he ended up the same day I told him no. 
he ended up snatching off all of the tablecloths off the tables. He took the POS system and snatched it out of the restaurant. He tried to tear my menu boards down. like, And I have everything on record. I was crying. My employees was crying. And I was just like, I couldn't believe what was happening. Like, I, I really couldn't believe it. It's, it wasn't funny then, but it is funny now because, right. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm okay still, you know. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I'm keeping it, I'm keeping it pushing. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, basically just had to, we had ended up going to court through a mediation and then a court date. And I just paid him off his little $3,000, mm-hmm. um, which I've won for. And I left it at that. You go your own way and I'll go mine. But right. he did originally help me get through the door. Mm-hmm. And, but that was pretty much it. So all I needed was like $3,000 <laughs> to originally get started. Mm-hmm. And once I told um, my stepmom, my dad, they was just like, I mean, you could have asked us for $3,000. And I was just like, yeah, but I don't like to ask people for anything. So that's right. originally how I had got my, my foot through the door. That story is unbelievable. Unless someone heard tell it yourself, like, I don't know who would believe it. Like, imagine like the, like an investor acting like that. Well, what was his expectation from right. the beginning? Like, and if, and if he wanted... If he actually wanted um, you to to give him money back or pay interest on the money that he gave you, why not just write it up from the beginning? Like Absolutely. my point is, why give you the money? And what was was his expectation that he was just going to come in like every Saturday and just take money out the draw? Like he's Frank well, he Lucas from American coming. Gangster. Like what's like right you know, exactly? What's the deal? <laughs> it was ridiculous. He was coming every day, like up there. And he was getting smart with my employees, and that's stuff that I don't do, like you know. So, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And so, what would you do? Like, how did you? Did you have to get a restraining order on him? I had to get him um, restricted from the premises. Like, I had to get trespassing. I had to get him on trespassing. Yeah. Had the police come up here, and you know all the the damages and stuff that he had caused like you really look even more stupid in court because why would you do that you know especially if you knew that she was going to court but mm-hmm. yeah so but that's you know like it's funny because everyone's getting started story is you know is different and um you know it's it can be a rocky road for somebody it could be like climbing the mountain for others you know yeah. and you never know what it's going to be like um but when did you know like you when did you know, like, w- once you opened the restaurant business, like, once you cleared all that, what was it like? What was your plan moving forward? So after you had gone through arbitration with the guy or mediation, figured out what you guys were going to settle on, then then what was your mind on? What was your, what was your focus at that point? Just keep on moving forward and never do business <laughs> like that. <laughs> it was definitely a learning lesson because, you know, I should have made sure from the jump street. I think that I was so excited that I was just like, oh, my God, it's happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, I wish I would have slowed down. I would have paid attention. You know what I'm saying? I would have, mm-hmm. hey, let's sit down. Let's write up this. Let's figure this out. Da, 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 da. You know, but at the end of the day, that's behind me now. And I'm just moving forward. And I'm just ready to, you know, just keep it pushing. Now, do you consider yourself a business person? I do. Yeah. And so at what point did you kind of have to make the mind switch to, okay, I'm a business person? 
Um, I think it was how I talk sometimes. Like I, you know, I still be like, oh, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> I'm still a little hood with it. Still a little hood with it. But you know, um, I think that you know, when I was getting reached out, you know, for certain things, um, and it was like national. You know what I'm saying? National people or um, television shows reaching out to me and was just like, um, you know, have you ever had your interview? Have you ever had an interview before? And then having Dayton Daily um, have me on TV to do a cooking segment. They want me to come back and do another one. But I think that once I started getting all of those, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, okay, I can't. I'm going to be myself no matter what. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's really time to get serious because I don't want to push anybody away. You know what I'm saying? In any type of way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. So I just knew that I had to, you know, change things and get my business mindset, you know, together still a little bit, you know, working on time and stuff like that. Um, being on time for certain things or whatever, because I'm so busy, but, um, yeah, I think that's what did it for me. Don't, don't lose that either though. Like, cause, uh, sometimes people get too vanilla and you know, people, that doesn't drop like look at you know i know it's kind of a crazy comparison but you know people you see Nicki minaj for instance and 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 yeah. she had all her success all of a sudden here comes cardi b and it's like you know you see Nicki minaj and it's like oh yeah i got a fake butt but i don't want to talk about it well here comes right just herself and people just i mean her music's not even that great but people are just drawn to her oh, music is terrible whose music cardi Oh no, you did. <laughs> oh, no. no, he did. You was you was my favorite for a minute. I thought she was about to say. <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, back it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we gonna have to back that up. Cardi B is my absolute favorite female artist on the world. <laughs> you know, if you um. You know, one thing that will help you to um, continue your growth as a small business owner is to listen to the Common Sense Show. I'm just telling you. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, like one of the things I, you know, like we were saying, we got the the sound, uh, the um, reception was a little funky, but we were talking about adversity quotient being, um, you know, the true mark of someone who can make progress and, you know, you got to be able to take the hits and keep on moving like you have been. You've demonstrated that you can go through the most extreme periods of adversity um, and still survive and still move forward. So now you're absolutely right. It's all about education now. So like your adversity combined with your ability to continue to learn business, to continue to learn how it's supposed to be done and to focus on growth is what's going to like set you up for the next um, and, and good financial fiscal discipline will set you up moving forward. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Pack that up too, because you know one thing that I can kind of see in the near future is you know you're riding a nice wave. You have a lot of the the viralness. The, you got the grand openings, the the Dayton.com with the you know the cooking segments and stuff like that. Sometimes those waves start to kind of die down a little bit. Right. In addition, to that we have a lot of stuff going on globally. I'm not even gonna say nationally, globally oh, with this yeah. whole and restaurants are taking a huge uh, hit right now. Because yes. so you you might run into even more adversity even right now uh, in the next few months. So being able to you know come up with protocols or or whatever it is so that you can even get through that is going to be extremely important in the next few months. Yeah, absolutely. 
So what is your plan for, what do you do for marketing? Um, do you have a mentor or a business coach that you're, that you're working with right now? Like what's your plan for growth? I don't. And I am opening, I am open to having a mentor, um, especially on that restaurant business side level. Um, I know that I had someone reach out to me that owns a restaurant down here. Um, but his stuff is, I want to say, I don't know if it's national or if he has a few, but um, I know that he has a real running restaurant in the city of Dayton and um, he's open to being a mentor, but he's opening another location. So he's a little bit busy, but I don't have that. Um, I am literally winging it, <laughs> literally winging it. So that's something I am definitely opening to have, um, you know, with me, but I'm very responsible. I've been, even without one, I've been making sure everything's been, um, stocked, employees paid, um, making sure bills are paid and everything else. So as long as I keep on doing that, you know, I definitely have one come, but I'm going to just keep on, you know, straight arrow. Stay yeah, focused. absolutely. And, and so, uh, Jonathan and I both, definitely endorse uh, having a business coach, a business, you know, someone that you can work with for sure. But like, it sounds like, uh, you know, in the meantime that you're, you're doing all the right things and okay. like, you know, you're dedicated to learn and, you know, we've, we've been combined in business for about 20 years. And like, you know, it, the more you learn, the more you realize how much you don't know, you know? And right. so, and so like by learning, you realize like what you have to do to kind of move forward. So um, what are some of, the early business lessons you've learned, like, so, you know, kind of getting, getting away from the adversity part and all, we, we already know that we heard that part. Like right. what actual business lessons have you learned so far in, in your first few months of operation? Um, number one, definitely dealing with employees. You can't be everybody's friend. Um, I've learned that if they don't really like you, you're doing something right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's one right. of the number one things that I have learned. Um, I've also learned to be protected at all times. Um, you and you know what that means. Like and, le legally, you, you're talking about. Yeah, be protected legally. Be protected with firearm. Making sure that nobody tries to try you. You know stuff like that because I definitely have we, something. Hold on one to second. Me. Hold on one second. I want to get. I want to. I want to get a Medea drop right here. <laughs> So with with before and after the guy was tearing up the signs, you're like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> what, is that line? what is what is that line for the Medea movie? He's like, Jesus said, peace be still, because I keeps me a piece of steel. Yeah. In my, in my Yes, absolutely. Oh man! <laughs> but no, this was literally probably the next. I want to say later on that night is when I, you know, got my first one. And <laughs> 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 I'm serious. Oh goodness! <laughs> but no, so this is the funniest thing. I'm gonna make it real quick. I know that um, that was a serious question, um, but. I was literally, I was so, so tired, okay, because I'm, I'm here, open to close every day. And so, you know, I have my employees working. I'm just like, you know, while we got downtime, I'm going to go in the car, you know, take a nap, 
blah, 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 you know, so I get in my car <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know how you crack the windows, you know, some to feel that breeze coming in if you ever took a nap in your car. So, <laughs> you know, I had did that, um, turned on the music a little bit and just, I was out cold. Now, mm -hmm. when I go to sleep, like, I snore for real. I don't care how pretty I am. <laughs> I don't care about none of that. These lashes is coming off and I'm snoring. So, <laughs> you know, so I'm in my car and I'm out. So next uh -huh. thing you know, I just end up waking up, like, just out the blue. Like, I don't know why, but I just woke up. I woke up to this guy. Now, my windows were down. My purse was in my passenger um, seat. And I witnessed the guy sticking his hand in the window, but, like, pulling money out of my purse, like, real slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. And I said, what the, f you know? <laughs> and he was like, oh, Wait, shit. Now. Can't be yeah, I, I, I know, you know. But he was like, oh, snap, you know. And then he just started running, like, across the street. So I was like, oh, no, you didn't. So, of course, I'm not about to run across the street. I'm about to drive my car around there. So I drove my car around there. He was the older man, so he started slowing down. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why would you steal from me? Or whatever. But he noticed that I had my gun in my hand, like, on him, because <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just like, nah, play this ain't that. <laughs> so, you know, he ended up, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I ain't got no money, I'm broke, da 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 da, -da. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, well, I still asked him if he needed a job right in that moment. I don't know if I was just cloudy because I just woke up. But, you know, I was just like, <laughs> why would you do that? So I was like, put the money in my hand. And he was like, um... He was like, no, I'm scared you're going to shoot me. I'm scared. I said, I should shoot you. I definitely should shoot you. I said, but I'm not going to shoot you. <laughs> he was like, um, he was like, no, I'm going to just put it on the car. I'm going to put it on the car. So he put it on this other car that was around the building. And I had got out the car to grab it. Man, it's $5. I said, are you serious? You almost lost your life over five dollars. Uh, uh, uh. So yes, that was like definitely a lesson learned to always stay protected, especially late nights in different areas. Somebody definitely will try you. Um, employees but, was the first one. Go ahead. No, and you know the thing is, is like if he probably just asked you for the five dollars, you probably would have just gave it to him anyway. I definitely would. <laughs> right. I yourself. definitely would. Like Lord, I'm glad I didn't run over there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's I would have been even more mad, but yeah, so that was definitely crazy. That happened to me like two days ago. Mm. Two days ago? Yes, two days ago. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so it's definitely crazy, but that was one for sure. Um, and I think another thing that I've learned was, well, no, I'm very good with saving, so I don't have that issue. But I think those are the main two things that I would say that I've learned thus far. So a lot of business owners actually aren't good with saving. So tell us about your philosophy on saving. How do you do it? So I basically, I have a lot of credit card transactions. I have more credit card transactions than, um, than cash. Mm -hmm. So what I do is at the end of the night, I'll pay, pay my waitresses their tips. I'll take the cash and I'll pretty much use that for whatever I need. You know, dealing with the restaurant, obviously. And um, use that for whatever I need. I'll also pay myself and um, I pay my employees on Sundays. But with the cash, I use that to get certain things like I may run out of beef or something like that. And my delivery don't come until, you know, on a 
Friday or something, but it's all the way on a Tuesday. So I'll go get beef or potatoes or something like that to restock up with cups and stuff like that. And then um, the credit card, I just let my credit card stack. Like I don't even touch it, basically. Mm. And that, that's the only thing that I will use my card for is the transaction to pay the rent of the building. Right. I got you. And certain bills like um, DPNL, which is an electric company, and then um, a gas company, mm-hmm. and then a water company. But if it's not the bills or anything like that, like, no. I just let everything else stack. Mm. <clears throat> so, Brooke, what do you think is, um, obviously, I know you just started, but like, what's, what's in the future for you for, like, maybe next year, three years, five years from now? What are you thinking? Man, I have no idea where I'm going to be, what I'm going to do. Or anything like that. Um, I definitely would like to write a goal list because this is not it. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully by next year sometime, um, I could have another building or something like that in another city mm-hmm. or state. Who knows? Okay. That'd be awesome. So we always we always kind of um kind of finish with a couple of questions. So the, the first ones are and what are three what are three failures you've had as an entrepreneur so far? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, three. I would say one of my first ones were, um, dang, you can't say challenges. Nope. I say, <laughs> I say failures, man. We learn, we only learn from failures. You're right about that. Um, I think, that's a very tough question because I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I haven't really failed. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't, I can't answer. What is, I don't know what to say. Is there something that you wanted to do that you weren't able to, to do yet or something that you thought would work out that didn't when you used to open the business, anything like that? Okay. So definitely getting a, Okay, I don't know if this would be one, but getting a actual business sign is something that I felt at doing because it is thousands and thousands of dollars just to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one is something that I have not done yet, and I feel like I failed at doing that because um, a lot of people pass the building and um, can't really find it because I have a banner up, but that's it. People can't really see that. Um, I think... Hmm. What about a website? Definitely not having a website. God, thank you. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> he was trying to put an order in Uber Eats, but he they don't <laughs> drive twenty five hundred miles. They sure don't. <laughs> um, but definitely um a website. And there's one more. Um, definitely letting my prep lady use my car and crashing it is another one. So, (laughs) (laughs) and that'll never happen again. So, you know, well, at least your employee didn't drive into a Burger King sign (laughs) when they were going through the drive-thru like Jonathan's. Oh, wow. No problem. Hey, and so what did, what are three keys to success you've learned so far? Um, since Three started- keys to success. Yeah, they could be small. They could be big. Um, definitely. Three keys to success. Definitely staying focused and determined. Do mm-hmm. whatever you got. Keep it pushing. Don't look back. Don't let nobody tell you different. Um, having a passion for it. Not just that, you know, this is something you know how to do, so you're going to do it just to make money. 
No. Have a passion, an actual passion, because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, whatever you push out there will not work. Right. It will not. Might work for a little bit, but it's not going to continue to work. Um, and another one is being um, very stern with your finances. Watch what you're spending. Watch how you're spending it. I don't care how much money is coming through because I didn't see some commas in one month that I have ever seen in my lifetime. And you mm. have to definitely, hey, put that money up. Don't be making no real huge purchases. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And just keep on saving because it's going to be things that you want to add to your establishment, you know, that you're going to need money for. If something breaks down in your establishment, you're going to need mm -hmm. money for it. You know, so at the end of the day, make sure that whatever you have, that you are, you know, watching what you're doing with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's, I mean, I think all that stuff is, is great advice. And um, what, um, have you noticed that there's been a difference in, like, like your day-to-day -day operation, like more recently, the more experience you get every, I'm sure every week you're learning something like how you're servicing your customers, keeping the place clean, um, like having super, super high standards. If you've ever seen Gordon Ramsay on any show that has to do with cooking, oh, he, man. Is, he is a maniac when it comes to like cleanliness and do sanitation. You know, do you know that my employees call me the female version of him? Oh, really? Yeah, like I probably I do not play in the kitchen because honey, once that coat come on and the customers come in, I uh, I don't want no games. Right. So you know, um, uh -huh. they definitely call me the female version. <laughs> and you know, I'm not ashamed of that. So you're the strap um, version of Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be like, uh, how long for that sandwich? Five minutes, chef. Like. <laughs> Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> literally, I literally call out five things to one person and they'll be like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> what? Yeah, so I definitely don't play in the kitchen. I definitely work very fast um, trying to get stuff pushed out there. I've noticed definitely a lot of changes in um, the quantity of um, different things that are being sold, the um, amount of people that we are serving each and every single day. Sometimes it's very packed. Sometimes it's very slow, you know? Right. So at the end of the day, you know, I just, I definitely tell my employees to like customer services, everything. Always making sure you smell, always making sure, you know, that you are having a sense of urgency to get them their food and to help them, you know, because, I don't want no, I hate horrible customer service. Right. I really do. And bad food. Mm -hmm. No, it's absolutely right. And uh, Jonathan and I talk about two things. Like, number one, in this day and age, um, in any space, there's, there's a million competitors in a lot of spaces. But the thing that differentiates the best businesses from the businesses that are not so good are that the best businesses have the absolute best customer service period hands down they like when a customer walks away they walk away with the best customer service and the, and this the second thing that we always say is you've got to know your numbers you your yeah. KPI your KPIs what we call key performance indicators you need to know all the numbers all the time and what they mean because that's Essentially, 
how are you going to control your cost in your business and how are you going to be able to actually make profits? So always knowing your numbers, always uh, making sure that you know like how much money you, you can spend, what it costs you, what, it, what an employee costs you, what you need them to do. And then having that white glove service that nobody else has. Um, customer experience is something that is not really tangible, but people pay for customer customer experience on a high level. Like you, like you said, with the smiling, people pay for that kind of stuff. They, they know right. every time they're going to come in, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, she's she their their waiters are always smiling right right you, absolutely you treat your employees good you have a you have a good system for how to treat your employees they're always going to smile right right yeah absolutely i had somebody tell me our customer service was better than chick-fil-a and i about <laughs> cried because you know customer <laughs> that customer service is like jesus <laughs> it's, a, it's a point <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, one thing I really like that you did is the name, the name of your business. Um, sometimes I think, like, we get, like, ego-driven as entrepreneurs. We'll be like, oh, you know yeah. what? I'm going to name it Chef B's or, you know, Brooks Tavern or something. Like, I like that. Nah, like, it, I have a concept. It's tough enough. What I really love about that, and I, I'm hoping that this is something that you're thinking about in the future, is... The ability to do two things, to be more well, one thing really, to create systems and so that Brooke doesn't have to duplicate the second part of the system over and over again. With whether it's you know corporate owned company right. or you're actually franchise or one of the things. I love that. We're already on the first. Right. Hello. Yeah. yeah, we're here. He was breaking up in the background a little bit at the last part. John? Yeah. That makes sense. He's always breaking up. <laughs> we'll never break up, bro. <laughs> Not after he saw your website, you'll never break up. He'll, you'll, you'll always be in his heart. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you want to get to your food questions now? Uh, no, I mean, I'm good. I, I, I understand the concept. You so, know what I just saw? Though? Well, before? Okay, I'm going to talk about what I just saw. Well, I saw that y'all just came out with stuffed fish sandwiches. That looked oh yeah. I see a picture of it. Oh now. my god, dude! <laughs> uh, let me tell you. So before we started the before we started our, our conversation today, um, John was like, "Well, you can ask some business questions. I I got food questions." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." I've been talking. I've been looking at stuff on Facebook and going through stalking you. He's yeah. He he literally is, and he's like. He's sitting over here. He's looking at these pictures, and uh, like I'm trying to ask you questions, and I hear mm, 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 in the background. <laughs> right. Sounds good. So, Brooke, how can people? Okay, so there's obviously a lot of people that have contacted you, a lot of media, a lot of requests like that. But sometimes we get so we get listeners to our show from around the world um, in different countries. Uh, we're in about 17 different countries, just like coronavirus, and. Um, and in a bunch of states in the U.S., and there could be um, a teenager, or a single mom, or a single dad, or a person who's broke listening to the show yeah. um, that may want to reach out to you and not necessarily talk about your story, but just ask you to give them what you were given to move on and to come up. And so on on the show, like we're big on as someone lifts you up, you lift somebody else up. Like absolutely. So when, how can a person contact you if they want to reach out to you just for like some advice, some encouragement to get going? Because you know, all of us small business owners got to stick together. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that is actually awesome. Um, you would definitely, you can definitely reach me on Facebook. Um, my Facebook page, my personal page is Queen B Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. Um, and then I also have the Stuff Enough LLC business page where I check my messages there as well. And then um, I have an email, which is stuffed937 at gmail.com. And then um, there was one more. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. All right, cool. And so what we'll do is we'll put those in the show notes, the descriptions uh, for the show so that people can um, can contact you and reach out to you if they have any questions at all or anything like that. It was it was awesome. We had a lot yes. of fun. Yeah, definitely. Like, I would do this show. again. It was, <laughs> I don't think I've laughed as much on an interview. No. <laughs> but, but we're so glad that you, like, you actually accepted the invitation. And what we would like to do is we would like to, to actually monitor your progress. Of course. So we want to we wanna do a follow-up. We're going to invite you on um, and do a follow-up um, a little later to see how you're doing, how you're trending. And, of course, we're going to connect with you on Facebook ourselves. Um, okay, especially, great. Especially Jonathan because – you have his heart now. Um, <laughs> and then maybe, maybe we'll have to come fly uh, a couple hours to get us some stuff, something. Yes. If, if, listen, if y'all don't, and if y'all don't fly down here, I'm coming down there for sure. All right. I like it. Yes. All right. Sounds good. Well, um, that this was Jonathan, an awesome interview. Yes. Right? So, Jonathan, where can people find us on Facebook? Yes, find us at facebook.com slash the common sense podcast. Instagram at the common sense podcast. Twitter at sense podcast. And our email, our show email. Show email is at info at the common sense podcast.com. So, this was episode 45. This was a conversation with Brooke Coleman. Um, but next, episode 46, we continue our sales boot camp. Yes. It's part three, overcoming objections. Yes. Are you excited about that? I am. We're going to teach you all how to overcome objections in your small business with our continued sales boot camp training. So, you can check that on the next show. But for now, use your common sense in your business. And your business will grow. But for now, peace. Peace. Day in Daily News that came through and he asked me my story and how to open the restaurant and he loaded it up on Facebook, Instagram, uh-huh. all over the place and my story had went viral. I had no idea the amount of places, social media accounts, like everything like that it has reached. You know what I'm saying? So people were tagging me in all different types of things like, girl... Do you know that you are in here? Like, look at this. This is awesome. And it had like thousands and thousands of likes and views. And I was just like, oh my God. So I was getting calls from different people that I haven't even talked to in years and was just like, 
So, how you doing? Heard, you know, heard everything. See you all over the place. And I was just like, wow, that's amazing. But Can I borrow um, a couple bucks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. 